Stand by for a start. Behind the gates. They're locked away now. Out of the last couple. With Sky's stable stars. The excitement really starting to build. On Sky Sports Radio. Yes, welcome to Behind the Gates for another week. Good to have your company. 0419767272 is that number. You can text the show if something's on your mind. Please let us know. I'm going to welcome him in first this week, Andrew Hurley. I don't want him getting upset. He's been with me this morning, Hurls. Everything's going smoothly so far, buddy. Welcome back to the show. Yeah, so far so good. Um, Brad's about to join us. Uh, could all go south, but um, at this stage, yeah, it's been good, mate. How are you? How's, uh, what have you been up to up there? I'm really well, mate. I'm, yeah, mate, it's, it's been a good week. It's been fun. Uh, we've had a bit of socialising as well, uh, which is what always is part and parcel of... Yeah, what is the socialising in far? Well, it's just, you know, checking out everything, making sure the town's uh, economy is running smoothly and just making sure that we <laughs> add to that. Um, we're staying at a, a hotel called Kingsley. It's got quite a nice... Uh, cocktail bar up there so we were just checking Very out the, the handiwork uh, how they mm. sort of designed the bar and making sure that uh, everyone was enjoying things and mate it's been it's been good fun so far buddy miss you up here yeah i love newcastle i would have lots of good up there today i'll make it uh, on the items for uh, the next year for sure good area lock it in mate brad davidson welcome back buddy Sorry, mate, we've just got a bit of a delay there, guys. Yeah, sorry, boys. I might uh, might see if we can fix that. Um, I'm not sure there's much we can do, but uh, I'm just noticing a little bit of a delay, particularly with Hurls. Are you on the app, Hurls? Uh, no, I'm not, but I generally aren't anyway. Um, yeah, I find this so okay. on the line a bit more solid, mate. All right. Just be mindful of it, guys. Uh, we just might have a slight delay there, but we'll, uh, we'll battle on. We'll find a way, boys. Brad Davidson, I'll say good morning to you again, mate. How are you? Morning, guys. How are we? Yeah, I'm really well, thanks. Uh, looking forward to this uh, meeting at Newcastle today. Um, yeah, the, the carnival rolls on, doesn't it? So uh, coming off a bit of a brutal day last Saturday. So um, onwards and upwards we go. And, uh, yeah, see if we can find a few today. Mate, do you want to have a vent about last week? Um, or, or you're OK? Oh, I'm OK. I'm, I've recovered now. We, we, on we go. It's just one of those days, unfortunately. That, uh, the great game, as we call it. And we go looked at about 12 different bets over the day and uh, back five and they all lost and then six of the other seven won. So that's the way it goes. But, uh, you know, other days I'm sure it'll go the other way. But uh, driving home, when Hells was taking pot shots at me in the group, I, I wasn't feeling great. <laughs> I think he quickly backtracked and realised, oh, gee, Davo's uh, had a rough day. So <laughs> that was a bit of fun. It was probably a little bit behind, uh, below the belt. I was actually going to pop in to see if you're all right. But, um, I went past the pub and it seemed like a better idea at the time. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm all good. Hells, I'm you... all good. We move on. Uh, our man Hells, he loves kicking a man when he's down, Davo. <laughs> <laughs> he does, he does. I've got to call him John by now uh, for, for oh, yeah. moment onward, guys. I went past a little board in the in the studio the other day and I shared it in the group and it's got uh, some, obviously had some things down for a couple weeks. What are we doing with Brad Gray and then what are we doing with John Hurley? So, Johnny boy, how are you? <laughs> Didn't see that. Very funny. Uh, we've got some fresh meat, boys. He's a regular to uh, Racing HQ of a Saturday with his trial segment, and our listeners would be familiar with his work across our Sky Racing platforms as well. Brody Nixon, welcome to Behind the Gates, buddy. Good morning, boys. Good morning, everyone. Great to be here. Looking forward to it, that's for sure. 
Now, have you got your early crow sorted for a little bit later? It's um, it's very complicated, uh, this early crow segment. Our non-regulars uh, take a little bit... They're a little bit green when they start crowing for the first time. Have you got it sorted, mate? You're on task? The early crow? Um, you might need to yes. explain that one to me a little bit more. Okay. So what we do, do is do every week we've got a little segment. Yeah, Hells, you stay out of it. You just stay out of it, Hells. <laughs> So, mate, have a think about this for later in the show. What we do is we have a prediction for the day's racing. It's called our early crow. And it might be something along the lines of, like, for example, uh, mine last week, I said Tommy Berry would have a very good day and ride a double or more. Uh, We'll find out later if I was right or wrong with that crow when we revisit last week. So it's just something along those lines, mate. It can be uh, you're against a horse, um, so you're taking it on. And you just have an opinion on the day's racing, but it's got to be about today so that next week we can dissect it and see how you went. So how does that sound, Brody? Sounds good. Beautiful, mate. Uh, glad you're on board. Uh, Davo, how's this card look at Newcastle? I'm up here, mate, and the weather's just sensational. Yeah, it is. And look, it's a great meeting, isn't it? Newcastle get right around it as well. There's always a big crowd out there and it, it builds. And look, the, the features, things are really strong race, doesn't it? Marziv obviously having a crack here. Um, we'll have a chat about that in a little while, but no, it seems to be a, a decent card throughout. A little bit tricky on the on the form front, but um, you know, I'm, I'm focusing around some at, at sort of longer odds today, a few home trackers, but a horse I just think can jump out of the ground and I'm um, happy to pot a few favourites today as well. My early crow, spoiler alert, will be potting one at short odds and suggesting it'll start much longer, so we'll, we'll see how that goes. Love it, mate. Looking forward to it. So let's start there, guys, with the Hunter. And 0419-767-272 is that text line. Uh, some of them starting to roll in already, which is great. Let's talk about the Hunter, Davo. What do you think? Uh, obviously, the map has been spoken about a fair bit this morning when we did the preview, uh, just the lack of go-forward horses. But when I interviewed Joe Pride, uh, I think, uh, Cole Crusher will roll at even speed. Joe said, look, that's his style. He's not going to just hold up and walk. He'll he'll roll along at an even pace. Yeah, and I think that's the right tactic on him, isn't it? He's not a horse that's going to stack him and out-sprint him. He's a horse that's going to roll and, and try to you know, sprint from the 500 and, and get him off the bit and, and beat him that way. So, look, he's the one that's targeted the race, hasn't he? A few of these might be a little bit of an afterthought. Um, where he looks still just being beautifully prepared for this. He's going to be awfully hard to run down a, I didn't think there was a lot between him, Marzu, and, and uh, King of Sparta. He was the way I went to the better odds. I thought he was wide no cover in the, in the Sydney stakes. I thought he was terrific there. And his run prior to that in, in Melbourne was super. His best ratings stack up really well here. And he's the way I want to go. I, I, look, Marzu's got a great chance, but I'm not convinced uh, he's a $2.80 pop here. He's not the one I'm taking on in the early crow, but uh, I think he is too short in the market. And I think uh, you'd want better price to, to play him. And obviously the other main one, Cole Crusher, he's going to be awfully hard to, to run down with just this always being the target for him. So, look, I think they're the main hopes, but I'll, I'll side with uh, King of Sparta just at the better odds. OK, Hells, what's happening with Marzu? Is the money dried up? To tell us about when he was 2.30 at one stage. Was that just a, the bots or was that a, a bet by a, um, a sharp account? Or do, what happened there? Because he was yeah 2.30 at one stage this morning. Yeah, your guess is as good as mine. It didn't last long, but um, yeah, 2.30 bottomed out well, when we did the preview about quarter past eight this morning. It's now probably at a more realistic price of $2.80 after opening up at 3.10 this morning. 
There was early support for King of Sparta, but it's now a $6 chance. Gold Crusher in the last hour has been the best back runner, 550 to 480 and what it's worth. I, oh, I'm not going to completely lay Marzu, but see, I'd rather be in the corner, particularly at that price on Cold Crusher, than uh, the $2.80 for Marzu. Brody Nixon, what do you think of the Hunter? Uh, Marzu. I think um, not many other horses in here would be half competitive in an Everest. And we spoke yesterday on Punner's panel about his preparation so far. He's been given very little chance to really get into each of his races due to wide gates. And his first up run behind Private Eye worked home well. Did the same again in the Everest against some of Australia, if not the world's best sprinters. And then, of course, was caught a little bit wide last start. I think 1,300 metres is his best trip. Um, and $2.80, I think, is a justifiable price. You go through everything else in this race and see which ones would be competitive in the races he's been in, and you'd really say for the most of these, none would be. The only question is the weight, but in regards to his form lines, they're the best in the race, and $2.80, I think, is justified, but I think we'll get better on them just before the jump. Mm, yeah, I think you might be right, Brody. I think that uh, he, he looks like he's starting to soften up a bit, isn't he? Marzu, a listener text in, uh, morning Luke, uh, interested in your thoughts on former Hong Kong galloper, excellent proposal in the Hunter today, think it is way over the odds, and to that listener, I mean you're right, he was a handy horse in Hong Kong, he's, he started his career here in Australia and then he was bought up there, but he's he's come back, um, Yeah, I, I always find it hard to line them up Davo, but he, he was acceptable first up at 1100 metres with a a big weight. Uh, it's just that he, he does run into some handy ones here. How did you line him up? I didn't find a spot for him in the top four, but um, no. at 40 to 1, I wouldn't talk that listener out of having something on. Yeah, that's it. Um, those sort of odds, you, you'd be silly to, to talk them out of it. Um, he's one of those unknowns, isn't he, of how well he's going. The first up run was fine, so could be one that, that jumps out of the ground here today. Interesting, guys, just on a side note, um, the, the Cox Plate and the, and the Everest form this year, it doesn't seem to be as strong as maybe in previous years. I don't know why, um, because, you know, they're, they're our best horses heading there. But you saw most of them out of the Cox Plate get beaten easily by Pride of Jenny last week. Sure, it was an afterthought. But, um, and then we saw, of course, uh, you know, a stack of them come, come to, to Melbourne and, and couldn't get past Imperatriz and um, Bella Nipotina out of the Sydney Stakes beating a, a stack of the, the Everest horses in the, uh, in the Giga Kick as well. So, um, yeah, look, it's... it's funny how it works sometimes and sometimes you can read too much into that because I think you know Brody hits the nail on the head that clearly they're our best race so it might just be a bit of an anomaly but I did find that interesting this year that you know our, our best races the format of them haven't really sort of stacked up at the state. I was going to make a similar point actually um, and I don't think it's just this year you see it a lot where you know, do they go to the well too, one too many times? I suppose you've got the prize money these days. There's a big lure, but yeah, I think that um, that theory has certainly been backed up this year. And yeah, I think you see it most years, to be honest. I think um, I think the boys are absolutely spot on with everything they say, and that's the only reason why you can't pile into Mazu completely. But the one thing I'll say about Mazu is he just get, he just runs the same races every single start. Whether or not this campaign is going just as well as last prep, we saw him run so well in the Everest. 
he ran third, I think, last year, and he ran third behind Giga Kick during the Queensland Carnival. So he can maintain a preparation, and he hasn't had that big peak in grand final like we saw Mr. Brightside and all those other horses coming through the Cox Plate and think about it in the Everest, and they just faded off in the next few starts. He hasn't had that big peak just yet, so I'm hoping he might still have a little bit more upside, but the boys are spot on. Every horse that seems to come through those races can't peak again. I, um, I'll what bring up the... Ant- Sorry, oh, sorry, Luke, we have got this delay, mate. Um, I'll bring up Antino as a, uh, as a, as an example as well. Sure, it was unlucky, and Brad made the point last week and said, you know, hasn't had hard racing sort of thing, but, you know, they're, they're not machines. Um, they can only do it for so long. Yeah, he did, he did pull up three out of five lame and coughing, though, so you just, you'll never know with him. When that, when that happens, when they've got those two things in the stewards' report, you just never know how they'll go, right? Because uh, they just, when that happens, they just put the pen through and they just can't finish off. So um, he had two genuine excuses there last week. But, uh, you know, you are right in a way that sometimes, you know, a lot of the times, I mean, I like one today in, in the spring stakes, we'll get to that Kintyre and his form's just panels above them. But at the same time, he's long long prep, eighth up, can he, can he sort of reproduce it? But, you know, a bit like uh, when I was keen on NCAP and, and Tino, they were much shorter odds, but at least you're getting the price with him to sort of find out that if, he, if he's still got one left in him. At him being one for, for ten on the good, I'm talking about Marzu guys. Um, does that play anything into people's minds or into the market, David? It does, but I, I think that's the other point I want to make. I always think that uh, Newcastle races softer than, than normal, like normal tracks. I actually think it races with a lot of give in it normally. So... Um, with that in mind, I think it's actually a track that's going to suit him a bit more. I think their good tracks are more, they, they just feel, they just got a bit more given them. The time suggests that. Um, so I, I think he's a horse that uh, will appreciate getting to Newcastle at the same time. I think Chris Lee's came out this morning. I saw a headline that he said it's the best track in Australia. Probably a little bit of um, you know, patriotism there, but um, yeah, or parochialism. Um, but um, yeah, he came out and said it's the best track in Australia. Yeah, it's a good joint. Um, Sven from Green Point uh, with an out wide tip for us. Morning, guys. Tip from left field uh, at the Gosford Dish Lickers. Race five, oh, number geez. one. $10. So thanks for that, Sven. I've passed that on to our audience. So uh, I'm tipping its price might trim up a little bit now. Uh, our listeners who might have heard the punters panel yesterday know my thoughts on, on Marzu. I'm. I'm all hot and bothered about him today, guys. Gee, I, I, I'll be roaring uh, if he looms up at the 200 metres because um, I've been taking him in doubles and I've got quite a few running. So um, where do I hedge, Davo? Do I do I hedge King of Sparta um, and risk Cole, Cole Crusher or how do I handle it? I suppose the at least we'll know how the track's playing by the time we get to this race. Yeah, you'd just play it, couldn't you? And, and cop it if they get beat. It might not be a race where you can really hedge one because there's probably two or three others that could easily knock you off. It's probably not an easy sort of one-two play, but I'm just looking forward to the call. If it's anything like Big Gus and Gustamo <laughs> last week, Big Maz, Mazu! Outstanding <laughs> What about week, Big Gus? Oh, I needed a laugh, uh, and uh, you delivered. Thanks, buddy. Uh, thanks, buddy. Yeah, gee, he, he was a win too, Gustav Sissimo. Uh, I mean, he did work. He was no cover, and he lifted. Did he did when he missed the start? I thought, oh, in, in trouble here. But uh, no, he did. He lifted late, didn't he? That's for sure. So uh, he, he's improving and going the right way. That's for 
Brady, I know he was one of yours off the trials earlier in, in his preparation, Gustavissimo. Um, I, I heard that he might be going to Hong Kong now, but uh, he'll win races up there too. That $2 at Hawkesbury first up on a Sunday afternoon about 2 o'clock, just having some sushi at Chatswood, was probably one of the easiest bets you could have in your life. He, um, he's returned a different horse, Gelded, this preparation. He's, um, he's a nice galloper. I think uh, Moore owns him, doesn't he? Um, I think it might be Gary Moore owns him over in mm. Hong Kong. So he'll go over Hong Kong, and that sort of racing will suit him fast up on speed. He'll be winning plenty of races there, the Big Red. Yeah, love it, mate. Uh, let's go to the spring stakes because I'm keen to hear what Davo's got to say here. I, I know what you're saying about Kintai, Davo. He's, he's got the stronger form lines, and on the form lines in this race, I mean, we've got Hawkesbury, we've got Gosford form, we've got Kensington, we've got horses that have been to Melbourne. They're just coming from left, right, and centre. Um, it's a bit of an afterthought with Kintai, Davo, but I get your angle. Um, he's definitely coming out of the stronger races. Yeah, and it's just a case of it's the right odds, right? Like, they went up $8. Well, they, they got out to $8 during the week, so I chimed in there, and I just thought that's silly for a horse that, you know, two starts to go finished alongside Tom Kitten, and if he's in this race, he's $1.40. Um, with respect to his rivals, they're just not in the same game park as a as a Tom Kitten here. So, look, I think back to the milestones, I thought that the spring champion was a complete forgive when they whacked the blinkers on, he just over-raced and was caught wide. So, yeah, it's an afterthought, and it hasn't worked out in the past. You know, when Stable have tried it this spring with NCAP and uh, horses like, you know, even Komachi to a degree, hasn't sort of, you know, didn't go down to Melbourne and, and win. Um, we'll see how she goes. Uh, pretty sure she's in still today. So anyway, but uh, yeah, look, I, I just think you're getting the right odds about him. I mean, you know, your dangers are coming off a, a Gosford Class One win. He's been by who looked okay, but you know, it's a Gosford Class One. Um, and the other one until Valhalla is coming off a, a Kensington win where she just somehow led after after basically getting out the back on debut and just stacked them up, fenced in run day and was never going to get beaten the way the track was playing that day. So it doesn't lead today for mine. So they're good chances, but I just think he's a better horse. And I was buoyed by the fact that Gary Portelli during the week sort of said, uh, Kinology, one of them had form around Kinology and he said with all due respect to Kinology this horse would pick it up and, and, and carry it. Um, so didn't say those words, but basically, you know, giving away giving away that sort mm. of feel. So I just think, you know, right jockey, um, back to sixteen hundred, that's his sweet spot here and he if he if he's still got one left in him he, he you know he should be he, he should be hard to beat. So Kintai for me I sort of made him the, the value play of the day and an easy bet at six dollars. Uh, different price range, Davo, but I hope this is an end cap mark too. Yeah, well, that's the worry, isn't it? But as I said, you know, you, at least you're getting the price. Where I always mm. ask myself, I'd be more filthy if I back this and it, and it loses or wins. Um, you know, if you if you're not on and it and it wins, or if you're on and it loses, which one are you more filthy about? And I'm definitely more filthy if I'm if it wins and I'm not on because it's just best horse in the race, clearly. Um, and obviously the others have more peaks, but they've still got to go a length and a half, two lengths to get to his level. So they might go there, but if he runs to what he has been all preparation, that's all he's got to do to win this race, um, because notoriously the spring stakes is it's just that little bit of a level below what he's been racing in. So um, I'm happy to, to play at those odds, but concede he could easily finish down the track, and we, we're talking about, you know, a paddock after the run, but see how he gets. Uh, Brody, how are you handling the spring stakes? 
Oh, I love these sort of races personally. Um, Luke, three-year-olds, two-year-olds, um, emerging horses, lightly raced. A lot of these come through the provincials and where I do my, in the midweek is where I do most of my betting. And in regards to Invincible Spy, I like this horse, but if it's if you're keen on it, I'd suggest backing it late because, as Brad's mentioned, Kintyre has the best form in the race. I personally am keen to take him on because, as we spoke about earlier, a big um, big downgrade in form lines. But, however, he's coming off one of the toughest runs you could have, three, four wide throughout on speed in a group one that was very fast run. Yes, he was brilliant the runs before, but... I'd keen to take him on there from gate number eight. Until Valhalla was good last start, but Mogwai just filling yesterday, Canterbury, in a very, very weak race. So keen to take on those form lines up to the mile as well. In regards to the favourite Invincible Spy, yes, he has form over Kinology and also Genetic Freak, who was eased up out of the race as favourite at Canterbury last start. But it's all about the way he does it. He's big, he's strong, he's tough. He's an Invincible Colt puts himself on speed and he rolls along at a fast pace and he just keeps on kicking. Canology headed him at Newcastle and he picked up through the line Invincible Spy to kick back and not only win, he won comfortably and easily pulling away as well. And then he defeated Generic Freak with just a strong sustained, sustained performance from the front. They got to do their running to catch him and I think we'll get $5 plus. And I think the main danger is the stablemate Sly Boots. Good support today I see. Um, nine into seven fifty Comes here third up. Hammered in betting first up the Ramwick Kenzo over the 1300. Stayed at the 1300. Just got out sprinted um, there on Big Dance Day at Ramwick and then really savaged the line. I think gate number six lands a couple of pairs closer up to the mile. These are the two horses I want to be with. And kind words is the danger on the local track. I know you gave her a good push yesterday, but I think Tullock Lodge will be taking home the spring stakes. Pearls, uh, market anything uh, anything to say? They're they're backing a few by the looks of it. Yeah, well, it's that sort of race. Um, Slyboot's interesting runner, and I like his profile too because it's only sort of third up. And you'd think this has been a target um, race as well. Invincible Spy is currently a favourite at four forty. Open up that quote. There's not much change uh, here today, however. Slyboot's here yeah, seven fifty and nine back to seven fifty until Valhalla. Uh, what's it into 460 now, 480 earlier today? But um, yeah, the one that uh, Brody's just mentioned, side boots certainly looks hard to beat. It's been well supported in the market. Now, boys, um, what about our man Davidson um, Hurls? Were you aware that he's a certified snake catcher? Uh, no, I wasn't. I must have missed that. What, David, was there one on the driveway? You mean, you I'm not a cert- I wouldn't say it's definitely not a certified snake catcher. I give you the tip, but uh, anyone who listened in on uh, Tuesday morning for the Big Sports Breakfast would have been in for a treat because I was mid snake catching as I was live on air. And uh, yeah, I don't know what's going on with these. We must have a, a family of snakes around our property because uh, it's been four in the last nine months. And Kels oh. woke me up at 7 a.m. She was going for a, a surf and woke me up and said, uh, I'm going for a surf. There's another snake in the house. Oh, great. Okay. So uh, up we get. And, uh, it was in the like, house. I was in the um, playroom. So like, yeah, kind of in the, in the gym room. In your toy room. Um, uh, in the gym room at the back there. So it's, uh, yeah, so go in there, get the cats away and, uh, okay, yep. I'll just, I'll just throw something near him to make a noise. Go, okay, is it, is it alive or not? And then. Next minute, the head's up, looking around. I'm going, oh, yeah, he's definitely alive, and he's uh, nice and quite feisty. So, okay, got to get close enough to 
to get it on the Facebook page and work out if I'm dealing with, you know, because because it's a golden crown, but they look quite like the the, the odd Eastern Browns. So, um, well, that's that's in my view anyway. Obviously, the snake catchers out there be laughing at me right now. But uh, so I'm I'm waiting for that, and then half hour later that comes through. Okay, so I know what I'm dealing with. So then it's um, I get my uh, big beach rod and, and just gently get him on the end of the. Just loop him on the end there so he's nice and safe and then uh, walk him outside and, and put him back in his natural habitat and, and uh, away we go. But, uh, yeah, it's a bit... Uh, I must admit, I was so scared of snakes before this and then now I'm starting to actually, uh, you know, get, get kind of... Oh, look, he's a beauty. Have a look at him. Oh, wow. You know, so I'm actually getting, getting a bit of a love affair for these snakes now. Leave me out yes. of that. Yeah, me too. Hells, I think I preferred your Newcastle story. That was a good one, wasn't it? <laughs> it take a while, Gee, that was a long day, mate. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, you really, you're, it was just gripping stuff. Uh, you're just absorbed in, in telling us the snake story. Um, but all I got out of it is you've always got your hand on the snakes. And the playroom. <laughs> <laughs> and the playroom. Yeah, that's right, Brody. Are you a snake man, Brody? I mean... Uh, leave me out. I, I grew up on a farm, so it was part of life. You had to learn how to avoid them or, you know, move them on. And the old man he used to take the rake to them. But uh, are you a snake man, Brody? Ah, uh, far from it. I, I grew up my early years in Darwin and Catherine with old man in the raft. So crocodiles and snakes. Um, yeah, I've got some choice words for them. I go absolutely nowhere near them. <laughs> are they your favourite animal, Davo? You're just in love with them now. The snakes. You, you love it. Well, my favourite animal was actually a dugong. I did a I did a year four project in prom school on, on the dugong, oh, the sea cow. And I saw one one day and I was just over the moon. So that's my favourite, followed by the Spanish mackerel. Um, beautiful looking fish. Um, and then maybe third, the snake. So there you go. Oh, cats and cats would have to be probably number up there as well. So it's probably four, probably fourth, the snake. What's your 17th favourite animal? Like. That would be the bandicoot, uh, followed by the... Uh, the <laughs> I tell you what, when when if I was framing a market for what your favourite animal was going to be, Dave, I, I mean, I wouldn't have priced dugong too short. <laughs> it would have been millions. Would have been a million. Million to one. Surely. What do you What do you like about dugongs? They're just so evasive. They come up for air like once every blue moon. So if you ever see one in the wild, we're up shark bay fishing, and I saw one, and it was just like the most rarest thing because they come up once in hours. And, uh, and then they just disappeared. They're just beautiful. They're like a, they're calling the sea cow. How cool are they? They look awesome. Kelsey would have loved the story when you got home that night about how you met your first dew going. <laughs> uh, this, this was 15 years ago, but, uh, yeah, look, it's uh, reminiscing of the, the day Davidson met the dew gong. I love it. They're a funny-looking creature. Uh, they are. They are aren't they? They're so cool. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Bring back memories for you, no doubt, Earls. <laughs> the dugongs, as we, as we keep going uh, with this program. And uh, the Beaufort. Um, has Alicia got any hope on this Andalus, Davo? Uh, I feel here with myself not taking the dollar sixty the other day about him, but uh, look, you got to yeah, step it was, up. It was an absolute, young... like, Moral in that race, wasn't it? It he was, like, just had a, it just had, had a lap on those oars. I know. The only issue I had was the French import had just heavy 10 form overseas. It was terrific. So when they put up a heavy 10, I just went, oh, I'll just stay out because of that one reason. It was a good track. It was just, you know, put in, take out sort of thing. But, um, yeah, he, he put a space in them and 
looks a uh, looks a nice horse. Obviously, he was entitled to win that race like he did, so he probably only run up to his marker last year. So, look, I'm not saying no, Marlow. He, you know, he, he's thereabouts, but he'd need probably a few to just run below par. Okay, um, Brody, what do you think about this Beaufort? Um, yeah, fascinating race. Race six two. Yeah, talking thank you. about guys. Race six it is. Uh, yeah. Fascinating race. Canberra legend. Um, carries the 53 kilograms again gets Tyler Schiller um, I think I remember this race last year it was very much a walking event as well but it looks to be a bit more speed uh, in regards I think Stockman might be ready to peak this afternoon he does have to carry the big weight there with the 59 and a half but he gets Nash Willer and I think if a, a jockey is going to suit this horse better than anyone would be Nash he's just a big tough grinding stayer Good last start. He's been deep in all preparation now. He's had the four runs going from 1,400 to 2,000. I think he's going to be ready to rock and roll. The weight is the one query, uh, but I think he's well and truly in the race. I think the Danger Skylab, I think this horse is going terrifically. He's the one horse that's locally trained today and I think could be a big chance of winning outside of Tavi time. Uh, this is a, Anything goes here, Hurls. Anything goes, I think. Yeah, um... My query with Stockman and Skylab, I think they're both super chances, but just I would have preferred a wet track. Thoughts for yeah. both of them? Yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah, you're not yep. wrong. I agree. I agree, but it's a, it's, a, it's a 180, isn't it? 180, the dartboard job here. Many um, of these can win. They just need to find their right day and their right... <laughs> can, right How many run. coffees you had this morning, Brad? Okay, it's off his head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the old, I've gone with you, Marion. I've gone with you, Marion, just with his form, but I'm not confident, guys. It's not a race I've got a, a huge deal of confidence on. No, I, I'm with you. It, um, it's it's difficult. Uh, we're getting some love here on the uh, the text line. Uh, I think a few, a few of our listeners were enjoying Brad, David, Attenborough, Davidson's <laughs> animal rankings. Um, there's one here. Uh, stuff the early crow, boys. Time to finish the show with animal rankings uh, from one <laughs> listener. Uh, we've got G-Lads. This is gripping stuff. You could have your your own show away from racing, the Orange Battler. Um, and one listener uh, for you, Brody. Hi, gents. Brody living in Chatswood. His biggest dangers in that area are the car drivers. That's oh, they're Bell horrible. They're not the animals, apparently. What's the story? Absolutely horrible. Absolutely horrible. Now... Cowboys drive better than these guys. Like we, where I live, we've got these traffic lights. You got a big long run up to turn right at the lights because it's quite busy. The amount of taxi drivers, Ubers, everything you see, realise they got to turn right at the last minute and they're cutting right across the lane. It is horrendous. Whoever that caller is, they're absolutely spot on. I'd avoid going to. Ch- there we go. The little tick. I'd avoid going to Chatswood driving wise for everything. You're better off waiting an hour for a train. It's safer. Yeah, indicators are optional over there. Optional. Absolutely. Yeah. Put it this way, my wife is um, yeah, very keen to go back to Queensland as soon as she hops in a car. A <laughs> uh, couple more here. Morning, boys. Gee, Luke, uh, thanks for asking Dave about his fave yeah. animal. Riveting radio this morning. <laughs> Looking forward to episode two and beyond LMAO. Anyway, thoughts on Skylab today. Russell in Penrith. I will note. I will note, Luke, Sorry, that uh, we did not receive any of these types of texts after Hill's three-hour three monologue. So it's good to know that the listeners uh, enjoyed today's uh, today's long story. Yeah, that's because it was an interesting yeah. story. How much was that tip again, Hills? <laughs> yeah, it was uh, north of two fifty. I remember that. 
Anyway. Uh, I love it. Um, I want to do the early on... crows. Well, well, why don't we release a multi first and then we'll do it, hey? Is that, how's that sound, Hills? Yeah, I'll, I'm, I'm down for that. All right, let's do it, boys. Um, my leg this week uh, for the multi is I've gone tabby time, guys. Race nine, number 11. I think providing the track's fair, he should be safely into top four. I can't see him running poorly after that luckless first up run. Race nine, number 11, tabby time. Hurls, what's your leg this week? Yeah, I have gone with Cold Crusher. I'm just uh, thinking he'll roll to the front. We catch me if you can. If it gets beat, won't get beat by much. But uh, hopefully Tyler Shaw puts the foot down about 600. Brody Nixon. Eferisto, race one, number four, the bet of the day there at Newcastle. I think this two-year-old is very, very sharp and way over the price. And I think not only will be running top four, hopefully be running top one. Brad Davidson. I'll go the uh, the Steve Smith Steve Smith straight bat here. Uh, we're I'm in to win in race Standard. number five. We didn't need a long one, so I'll go the the shorty lead and be awfully hard to catch. I, I, I'm feeling I'm getting the sense of a bit of a stitch up in the uh, in the early crow here later on. I could be wrong, but uh, it could be a new low blow from Just the way he sort of was keen to get there. I wonder whether my double cross from last week might get a little bit of a stitch up. We'll wait and see. <laughs> Hells, right, so recapping our multi, buddy. He might be onto yeah. something. He might be onto yeah. something, our man. <laughs> sure it is. Uh, race one, number four, Eferisto. Race five, number 12, I'm in to win. Race eight, number six, Cold Crusher. And race nine, Tavi Times. 325, the dividend today, but it's a maximum bet of $50. You'll find it under sports and today's offers. It'll be up in five minutes' time and on the app. You just go to racing and racing offers and just go yeah, it's just five minutes. It will be open. Love it, Hurls. Um, without any further ado, let's do it. On Racing HQ. Hey, it's a little too early for being that loud. Hey, too late. Don't worry, because it's never too early. The Early Crow. Yep, early crow time where we uh, have a prediction for the day and, well, Hells, he's right, isn't he? Do you want to do the honours, Hells? <laughs> do, do you want to do the well, honours, Hells? It speaks to itself, doesn't it? Antino with unspoken miss to miss top three. What happened? Here's last week. Here's last week. Antino to win the five diamonds. You've had a week. Unspoken not to run top three in the five diamonds. I'll go with unspoken not to run top three. I just think we've given an absolute... <laughs> go both. Go both. Be a real no, man. Go I'm both. I'm not being hurled. I'm not being hurled. Go hurled. both. No, no, no. Be a hero, Davo. The punters want it, mate. The punters want to see it. Oh, okay, I'll go both then. Fine, I'll just get across. Next yeah, time. there he goes. <laughs> Got him. I'll help you with your crows, buddy. Yes, Davo, last week, there he... <laughs> he said, unspoken to miss a hole, he duly salutes. And poor Alantino, well, we know the excuse there, mate. We know the excuse, so we won't be too hard on you, but... Um, no, yes, I he... put, my hand, put my hand up, I had a shocker, I had a shocker there, absolute shocker, and uh, deserved a double cross. You could even give me a third one, because that was a disgrace. And need need to be better. Simple as that. wasn't wasn't good enough. And uh, we move on and, and see if we can respond. Uh, lift Davidson. Lift. That's me talking to him. There may be preparation yeah, could be the key as well, Davo. <laughs> what, what is that preparation for events? 
<laughs> Piss poor performance. <laughs> That's the one. Didn't know if I could say that on air, so I'll let you do it. <laughs> Yeah, I'll do it, buddy. Uh, we're allowed to say that. Uh, we can't say certain other things, but uh, you know what, Hills? We like to just walk the fine line on behind the gates, don't we? Yeah, absolutely, mate. I don't think anyone gets upset by it, so um, all good. Hainsey <laughs> dropped the beauty one morning. Uh, I can't remember what it was, but it was pretty close to the win. Nothing oh, came of it. Oh, it was funny. It was funny that day. Completely <laughs> harmless, too. I love it. All right. Well, let's uh, let's see mine last week. Um, yeah, T. Berry, up you go, son. Up you go, brother. Tommy Berry to have a very good day. And um, he rode... Did he ride three in the end, guys? Three, I think. Yeah. Yes. So, I mean, you were trying to make me be brave and say, oh, you've got to say at least a double. Um, T. Berry at the treble, Davo. Did you snap up the $5 with Tab for the T. Berry three-price special? I wish I could say yes, Brody, but I didn't. Unfortunately, um, but I, I did back Roots, uh, so I was happy, uh, happy with that. Um, and, and how he got Shadows of Love home, um, gee, it all looked like it was going pear shaped there, Brody, uh, with Shadows of Love. But um, she found a way, didn't she? Yeah, she was fantastic, and that late closing splits from her late strength was tremendous. And she always looked better than midway grade, and hopefully she can start showing it now deep into a campaign. That ride right by the Berry on. Sorry, mate. Uh, just on Shadows of Love, that ride reminded me very much of Nash on Think It Over a couple of months ago. He didn't panic, but he also just almost held it up. He knew he was going to get that gap. It was just, it was a 10 out of 10 ride. And as I said, it was very similar to Nash um, Think It Over against Saki, I think it was, a couple of months ago. Hmm. Uh, how did you go last week, great man, with your crow? Yeah, I nailed it. Um, I said that um, I said that uh, Jack would not miss a place. I think I suggested twenty five percent of your stake uh, into seventy five on the place, and uh, yep, got the cash fell in for third. But uh, it was another very solid run. Great thing, well. Mm, yeah, outstanding, mate. Uh, nothing like a bit of self praise, hurls. That's what I love. That's what I love no, to I hear. Love it. Just, yeah, nailed it. Well done, buddy. Um, all right, this week, um, I'm going to give our, our guest honours. Uh, Brody Nixon, have you, have you pondered something, mate? Uh, have, have you got an early crow for us today? Yeah, I'm going to go the locals to train no more than one winner today, and I think it might be Tabby Tyne as their sole victory. So I don't think I'll be allowed back into the hunter if this thing gets up. <laughs> I love it, mate. So just one, one local. I like it. Andrew Hurley, what's your crow this week? Uh, National Willa, um, moral, I don't use that word very often, uh, to win the Jockey's Challenge. It's just got out the 210. I thought $1.90 was a gift. Wow, okay. How much is Nash- Regan Bayless playing? Uh, Regan Bayless is paying, uh, you know, oh, geez, we've got a million uh, Jockey's Challenges here, and Newcastle, Regan Bayless. He'd be under any other jockey option. Seven dollars fifty. He doesn't. He's got a couple of good. He doesn't have many towards the back end of the card. That's probably why. Thanks, Hills. Pleasure. He's here to help our man. Um, multi's open to Hills. It is. Yep. So uh, head to racing and uh, racing offers on the tab app and sports and today's offers and yep, it's just open. Thanks, Dicko. 
Brad Davidson, redeem yourself. Lift, Davidson, lift. You do go. Well, <laughs> we'll, we'll take on uh, we'll take on rematch guys in the Tab Highway. Um, I just can't get him anywhere near that short. I thought he would drift significantly, and um, yeah, I thought the race, even though it wasn't the strongest highway, I just couldn't get him anywhere near. What is he? Two dollars ten, two dollars twenty. So look, I think he'll start close to three dollars, if not over three dollars, and. Um, I think he's the risk of the day there today at Newcastle. He's beaten at short odds the other day. He's done nothing in, in his career to date to suggest he should be anywhere near that short in this race. So, um, like a model for what it's worth in that race, I thought that double figures would run really well up to the mile. Great stuff, Davo. Uh, Marlo, for the love of God, can you keep Davo's stories to five furlongs, not 16? Wendell from Panania, Davo. Well, 15 furlongs, 3,200 metres. Uh, you know, the Melbourne Cup's run over that trip. Nothing wrong with the Cup. It was more one of those high-weight um, staying events they had last night for the Jericho heats at Mooney Valley. 1,300 <laughs> going 69 kilos. Wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. You're going over the sticks next day, mate. <laughs> <laughs> 5,500, the grand annual. What is it? Yeah, I'll be, I'll be there next. Uh, I'll try to keep them quicker next time. <laughs> no, it's okay, mate. Uh, mine, boys, Zoo Castle today at Newcastle. You know what that means, Hurls? No. Mazu. Mazu, boys. Up he goes. Been on things. I like that. Can I have Zoo a second Castle. early you know, and... No. Yeah, you go on. Have a, uh, yeah, uh, no, I'll, I'll allow it. If Why Mazu not? wins race eight, Marlow won't call race nine and ten. His voice will be gone. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, don't do worry, buddy. A, do you ever have a standby? I was thinking about that the other week. I'd say something did happen. What would mm. happen today? World ends, mate. <laughs> the Marlow. <laughs> the Marlow. <laughs> <laughs> you could always get Hurl, because he'll be down at the fence yelling at the jockeys to protest after the hunt if they just bring him up into the box afterwards. <laughs> I love it, though. Yeah, it's a good question, Hells. I guess uh, up goes Greg Bradley. Up dead. comes Greg. Yeah, yeah. If we, Greg if, I, on, if, yeah. I, if I lost my voice, um, yeah, it's it, obviously it's it's no good if you're a race caller. It has happened. Jim Jakes oh, uh, in years yeah. gone by. Jakesy, where Jakesy. are you, mate? We need you, someone. Yeah. Jakesy, we need yeah. you, mate. Where are you? <laughs> was he ordering Nick, his lunch Nick. or something? <laughs> No, he was just, he was shy. He was, he was like, there's Earls, he's always, he was gone. He was gone. He was completely cast. I went into his mouth or something. Yeah, that, that happened. <laughs> we'll find it. We'll find one. Uh, there was a guy, yeah, swallowed a moth. Um, but to answer your question, yeah, if, if it does happen, it's, it's never good because particularly some of these race courses, country tracks, you're a long, long way away from backup hurls. So yeah. if the voice well, go, to, if the voice goes trouble. Hmm. I had to call one one afternoon. Mitch Manners was calling up at Port Macquarie, and I had to call it from the studio. There was dead set half a dozen horses with the same colours, and I don't know if it's a common thing in Port Macquarie, but as they hit the top of the straight, the sun was just beaming straight into the camera. I had absolutely no idea. <laughs> it's not easy, guys. Have you ever, Marlo, have you ever had a, you must have had a race where you're just the one in front and it's not losing. You just don't know it. You just, mm. like, I, I remember listening to a call and I don't know who the, the boy's guy was, but it was at a country meeting somewhere, I found it on YouTube or something, and 
they come around the turn and he clearly just hasn't picked up the, the, the leader and you know in those situations you want the leader to fade right but the leader's kicked clear by five he's got down to the 200 and he and he's still trying to find it and he and then he goes back to the rest of them he still can't and then they get to about the 20 and he goes nah sorry i've got no idea <laughs> and then about 100 meters after the line he realizes what horse it is poor fella but you must have a situation oh. where you must have been close going i don't know what this is i don't know what this is how do you get through that you just you know, just trying to think. Okay. You're just looking well, desperately at the form guide. Well, experience helps. You can just, yeah, I always hold the form guide so I can glance down. And for some reason, when you can't think of one's name, you always know where to look on the book. It's like a sixth sense to, to prompt yourself. But I'll cast you back to Monday, guys. I'm calling Hawkesbury Trials. And the occupational hazard of the trials sometimes is horses get added spur of the moment. Anyway, no. Marlo's sitting back in the box. He's he's doing you know looking at the colours. I've got three Godolphins, five runners, easy. Got the different caps, beautiful. Five horses, no problem. So I stand up there behind the gates. In they go. They jump out. There's six horses. Oh. I've only got five. So there's something outside the lead. I've got no idea what it is. Oh, I've got absolutely yeah. no idea. So I go. Uh, um, there's an unidentified horse outside the lead here, <laughs> and, it, and it's fighting out the finish. Um, and I said, please don't win, because uh, I don't know what, who you are. Um, anyway, it ran second, and I had to recall the trial. So that was um, that was a bit of fun on Monday, guys, um, oh, the occupational dear. hazard of the trials, boys. Oh, yeah. Uh, Darren's going to be quiet you... in the last uh, three days. He was all over the social um, earlier in the week and on the WhatsApp, but, um, yeah. The big man's all right. Vegas, baby. Vegas, baby. <laughs> I, feel, That's Vegas. I, feel for, I feel for our man, Daz, sometimes, because every now and then he'll get that, like a, a tickle in his throat mid-race, and, and it must be the hardest thing to do, Marlo, as well, when you've got like you've got a cough or you've got a tickle in your throat and you're trying to call the race. He does it so well to hide it, and you know, you, you're not able to tell, but, gee, I don't know how he keeps going sometimes when that happens. Well, hang on, I'll be, I'll be devil's advocate here. Does he hide it? He sometimes, that's oh, to go, and he he does have to cough up a, a lung on the, on occasion. The great man. I oh, know. <laughs> keep going. I mean, to keep going. I mean. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Hey, we miss him too, boys. I mean, Brody, you're filling in beautifully, buddy. Um, but uh, Darren, I believe, is in Fiji now. Um, so he's he's survived Vegas, and he's going to come back fresh. Hurls. No, I'm sure of that. He'll, he'll be bouncing out of his skin when he gets back. Well, I was concerned with him on Sunday. You know that picture he sent where he's on a drip? I've gone, oh, my God, what's happened? But um, we could have an untapped market for that. It's, it's these places you go into, and they put you on a drip just to rehydrate yourself. Hey, well, and yeah, it's, um, it's, I think it's starting idea. to become quite popular um, here Let's in Australia. I know, um, I know it's quite popular posts when you've got Bucks parties a day or two before a wedding. I think they... Um, I think they've been used a fair bit of times then to save a groomsman or two. <laughs> Very good. Send one, send one to Newcastle Racecourse. Uh, wouldn't go astray just to get me through. Uh, been an early start this morning, boys, as we uh, wrap up the show. So those are our early crows. Mine's Marzu to win. Brody, uh, recapping yours? I think that maximum one locally trained horse will win today. No more than one. And Hurls, yours was? Uh, a certainty was um, Nash in the Jockey's Challenge. Two dollars ten. Love it. And Dave? On a Nash's ride, late of the day, uh, uh, 
rematch in the, in the Tab Highway. Still think he'll, he can get the job done for your hills, but I'm hoping he's not winning that race. Well, get yeah, one or two it. points, Dan, those... it all counts. What's the best today, Davo? You got something for us? Um, give us one for Newcastle, and if there's anything else doing uh, anywhere. Well, I think I'm into wins, probably the, the best in terms of just getting to the front, and he's probably at his right price, but uh, he'll be hard to run down out, out to the 18.50 second up off the, the good Aussie win fresh. But I think there's some good plays at odds. Uh, I don't mind Brody Crow if the one. Uh, local runner is Pandano. Later on, I think he can. I think he's the best sort of ruffie of the day, and uh, he just loves Newcastle. He pulled up so to recover last time. His run prior to that was outstanding. Thought he could jump to the front here today, and at his home track, which he just absolutely thrives on. I thought if he turns up at his best, ten dollars is a really good price. And uh, outside of that, we're going to Dunkeld for the Dunkeld Cup day. Should be a cracking day there at Dunkeld. Um, Sign from above in race number three. I thought it was the best anywhere today. Just maps to get the the perfect run. Gone close in, in two runs today. Just missed last time. 1,200 suit. My best of that anywhere. Sign from above. Dunkeld race number three. Where is Dunkeld, Davo? Victoria. I, I wouldn't know exactly where, but um, a lovely picturesque track, and they get a big crowd out there for Dunkeld Cup Day. So I don't think they've been able to host it for a couple of years. So good luck to the club there today. It should be a cracker. And, Guys, I think the most interesting run of the day is race number one up there in Queensland. Fascinated to see what this Barbie sister can do. It's a full sister to Outback Barbie. And you see the trial was only over the 650 of Deegan, but it was one of the best trials you'll see. Um, could be a real Magic Millions player. I'm excited to see what she can do today. Keep an eye on her. She's, she's odds on, but you might get $2 late in the way the market's trending. But yeah, I think she's a nice little Barbie sister in the first sunny coast today as well. Are you having the Dunkel in race one Caulfield double into the Dunkel Cup? What's that? Dunkel. Uh, you've, you've lost. Oh, Dunkel. Yeah, cool. Sorry, no, you lost me there. No, I'll. Uh, he, he's on top actually. Now that ain't no deal done, scratch. But uh, I, I struggle to take those sort of prices. The horses first up at those sort of distances. <clears throat> uh, great show, boys. What a bunch of gibber as you are, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Paul. <laughs> You're right, Paul. Um, it's been fun, Brody. You enjoyed it, buddy. Boys, I had an absolute ball. Thank you for having me on. Our pleasure, mate. Uh, look forward to having you on again at some point soon. Um, Hurls, do you want to hear what happens when a race caller loses his voice before we go? Yeah, absolutely. Play it. Did a travel Jake's, in uh, second place. Yolaya Rose on the inside. Linvald eighty one out, one back. Leona Tijan on the inside. Three back. Boobarawi boy and Harding coming three wide. Now we're one step close, or just racing Greenly at the tail end of the field, heading towards the six hundred. Second quarter, thirty-two-one sixty-five for the half. Now he goes full steam ahead. We're one step closer, and he goes forward three wide quickly, going with the Yolaya Rose on the inside. Cop and Eiffel can't go with them. Then in turn behind those between runners will be on a Tijan on the inside, Linvald 80, and at the tail in the field, we're looking about five or six metres to Boobarowie boy. I think we're going here in front, leading the way. It's Elia Rose, leads by two metres in second placing. No, I don't think I'll get through this. Eliot Yatesy, where are you? We need you, mate. In front of Eliot Rose. Down the outside. Trying hard was one step closer. <laughs> but Eliot Rose wins. Second placing. We own a teach, and I think, or oh, <laughs> on the inside, Cop and Eiffel. Oh.
Oh, oh Jakesy, what wonder. a legend, boys. He he wouldn't give up, boys. He just would was, not give in, the great man. That was gold. That was just, you feel for him, but what an effort to get through. That is amazing. Just the comedy <laughs> throughout it. The, oh, we're not going to get through this, Jakesy. Where are you, mate? We need you. Oh. <laughs> Good, is it? It's just the best. He is a champion. Ornament to the game, Jim Jakes. Um, what about the, my favourite part, Hells, is when he goes, uh, no, I think we're gone here. <laughs> I hope, I hope and pray that that never happens to me in my career. But I got laryngitis um, before I did the Hawkesbury standalone meeting. Oh, when yeah, was that earlier that. in the year? I had it. Guys, Thursday before I called Saturday, I was still no good. And when you actually, when the vocal cords go, there's nothing you can do. As much as you try... It just it just takes time before the the voice comes back. So it's a horrible feeling, particularly when you're a race caller. But yeah, the fact he 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 made it a bit comedic and and just got on with it. I just think, mate, that's the true Aussie spirit. You just yeah. you just keep going, hurls. You just keep going. As staunch as they come, that call. One more before we go. Um, who was this, Nick? Who who swallowed the moth? Johnny Gilmore swallowed a moth one day, Dave. Check this one out. <laughs> They're about to straighten up and finishing on with pretty smart around the corner. Jones from the rail, Rocket Butler, and out the outside of pretty smart. Jones from still in front of pretty smart and Rocket Butler getting to it. Rocket Butler being grabbed. <laughs> <laughs> Rocket Butler won the pace from. It's <laughs> a big moth. Big moth. Well, well, well. Oh, so there we go, guys. Uh, there's been a few beauties over the years. And then, of course, the, the greatest of them all, which will never, ever grace the airwaves, particularly on this program, was my duck joke at Gosford oh, um, eight yeah. years ago. Yeah, it's, it's ninth year anniversary is coming up soon, and no one will let me forget. It was a, it was a field of three or four, wasn't it? A uh, staying race at Gosford. Is that right? Yep. <laughs> yep. <Yeah. laughs> don't don't bite off more than you can chew, boys. Uh, comedy is not my thing. Comedy is not my <laughs> thing. I just stick to the calls now. <laughs> but, hey, I'm sort of back, aren't I, Hurls? After Big Gus, I've sort of redeemed myself to a point, surely. That was very, very funny. Yes, it was, uh, it was gold, <laughs> mate. But, uh, no, can't, yeah, help. Right. Yeah. can't help but feel I should get a bit of the credit for that as well, Luke, because I was the one who oh, said, come on, you've got to go. get a Big Gus. The big gut. <laughs> Davo, do you know what? I'm happy to give you some credit, buddy. And I love that you kicked up for the credit, too. That's just fantastic, mate. Usually <laughs> we blow our own you boys. on this show, don't we? You know what? We have fun on this show. And that's why that's it's right. uh, my favourite hour of the week, boys. Um, we'll do it again next week. Good luck on the punt today, boys. Thanks, thanks, Luke. Can I leave you with my best, David Attenborough, impersonation? Yes, Kevin Wolf, other side of this to take us out on Behind the Gates. Here's Brad Davidson, or should I say Brad David Attenborough Davidson. Davidson gasps as he sees, finally sees the dugong frolicking in his natural habitat. <laughs> oh, that's awful. See you, boys. <laughs> that is terrible. <laughs> Get us off, Nick. Get us out of here.